Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. You put your hands together for Jesus. Losing, suffering, sacrificing. And next week, I'll share about dying. Then we'll finish the series. And then we'll go for Give Thyself Holy at the Kodesh. Yes. Then when we come back, we'll start a new series. After give thyself, we are entering a season of supernatural until Christmas. Amen. Amen. It will be a supernatural season of upgrades. And you see, everything about your life will be upgraded as we get to the end of the year. Recoveries. Things that you've lost. Things that are yours, but that you've lost because of different reasons. You will recover all. Amen. Revivals. And you see God visiting you. The Bible says in the Psalms, he prophesied that at the close of the year, he visits us. And as he visits us, he lives in this week. Fatness of prosperity. Yes, at the end of the year. You know, when we are born in school, we used to have a saying that last days are dangerous. But last days also bring blessings. Many people who are even sick, just when they're about to die, they seem to recover. Suddenly, a few days before they die, they become well. He said, Ah, he has recovered from his sickness. <laughs> no. So it's going to be us ending the year. You see, when, when the plane is about to take off at the end of the runway, that's where it speeds fastest. As we get to the close of the year, you will get things you've never gotten at the beginning of the year. Yes. Expect. Don't, don't, don't. The Lord is not like your car that when it's about to stop, then it slows down. Jesus at the height of his power was when he was about to die. So expect things to accelerate as the year is coming to an end. Expect good things, marvelous things to happen to you. So after give thyself, will enter into a supernatural season that will continue and usher us into 2022. 2022. It's going to be a perfect year for you in Jesus' name. But before we get there, you must sacrifice. So I want to teach you about sacrifice. Christians don't like those type of things. That's why like I always say, if I was God, the people I'll kill most will be Christians. Or if you don't like the word kill, let's put it this way. The people I'll bring to heaven quickly will be Christians. Because they don't obey me much. But I believe that the people in this room are people who will be obeying God much. You see, let us, as God blesses us and takes us forward, let us not let the prosperity drown down our Christianity. 
Because the Bible says in Zechariah 117, it says that through prosperity shall, shall the kingdoms, the kingdoms of God be spread abroad. As God prospers us, let us rather have a mind. This is the mind we should have. That because I have prospered, I will serve God more. The mind we should have is that the more God prospers me, the more his kingdom will spread. Oh yes. That's the good mind you should have. The art God prospers me, I'll build him a church. Recently, I had a new vision that I want to pay for a crusade. Yes. Like everything about this crusade in Obuase or this healing Jesus crusade in Gulu or this healing Jesus crusade in wherever, I will pay for the whole crusade. Every soul won in that crusade will be in my account. God can never say he doesn't know me. Yes. It's one of my new visions for life. How to do that, I don't know. Have spiritual visions that advance the kingdom. But none of those visions can come in part if you don't have your mind to sacrifice. Because Charlie, I'm not saying I don't have financial needs. So that's what I'm saying. Please listen to the English. I didn't say I don't have financial needs. I said I have a vision to pay for a crusade. There are two different things. There are parallel lines. I have financial needs. More! But I have more spiritual visions than financial needs. And seek ye first the kingdom of God is still the words of Jesus and is still the primary way to have all things added unto you. Things that you are not struggling for, fighting for, looking for, working for shall be added unto you if God is your priority. Oh yes. That's why I need us to have a mind of people who sacrifice not people who are looking to get something. If the things we were looking for, we got them like by now. The car park is full that we even have to build multi-story car park to accommodate our cars. The fact that it is also a sign that we are not getting the things we are looking for. Let us change the way we do our Christianity. Let's put God first. How do you put God first? By sacrificing and having a mind to sacrifice. And how to teach you about sacrificing in a way that you can practice it. You know, this morning I was reading from my quiet time from Mark 4, 17, where Jesus Christ said that eh, those who, the seed that fell on the pathway, the wayside, are those who, when the word of God is sown in them, the Bible says, Satan immediately comes. Oh, Satan is bad, oh. Immediately comes. One of the versions says, and, and forcefully takes away the word that is sown. So I saw that you may come to church and say, oh, I won't do what, what they are saying. Like as the preacher is preaching, oh, you've told yourself, immediately he preaches, that I won't do it. What you don't know that it is Satan who has come to forcefully take the word, but you, but you think it's you. <laughs> you. But you think it's you. And so why is Satan who has come to forcefully take the word out of your heart? But it shall not be so. Because God showed me a strategy to use. You can never forget. You watch. By the time the service ends here, you can never forget the message today. Because of what I'll make you do. <laughs> yes, to cement the word into your heart. When you think of sacrifice, you will remember today. Yes. Christians, we are too selfish. But it's broken in your life in particular, in Jesus' name. What does it mean to sacrifice? To sacrifice means to offer up your material possessions 
to God <laughs> to offer up what your material, not my material possessions, so not your husband's, but why do I hear a child crying? Why should child cry? Child should not cry. It's adult should cry. Child should not cry. <laughs> to sacrifice means to offer up your material possession. What belongs to you. That's why I pay my tithe. I don't take some of the church's money to pay my tithe. The money that belongs to me. I take 10% and give it to God. It's not mine. The tithe belongs to God. Leviticus 27 30. And that's why, because the tithe belongs to God, every time you don't pay your tithe, you have stolen his money, and God accounts of you as a thief. That's why tithing is the kindest financial activity you can undertake. It's true. Because that's the basic one. You are preventing yourself from stealing. When the money belongs to you, it's in your account. You have paid your tithe. You have given your offering. You are okay with God now. Everything that remains is now yours. God has no problem with you again financially. Then, anything you now take from that money to give to God is now a sacrifice. Number two. To sacrifice means to surrender something that is prized or desirable for the sake of something higher and God is higher than us <laughs> yes so for example if Pastor Samuel I'm higher than Pastor Samuel is it true or not true at least in the sight of man maybe in the sight of God he's, he's higher than him God, God is it's humility he uses to grade if he's more humble than me, then he's higher than me. But you in the sight of man, I'm higher than him. So if someone buys a car, nice car, it must be a nice car, then he looks at me and offers it up. He says, oh, pastor, you are higher than me. This nice car, I price it. Don't buy a car you don't price. I price it. Let me offer it up to you. That is a sacrifice. But not an old car that he doesn't know what to do with. They say, that, oh, you are higher than me. That one is not sacrifice. It is something else. <laughs> Number three. To sacrifice means to permit injury or disadvantage for the sake of something higher or something else. So if maybe you have a job offer that will make it impossible for you to come to church on Sunday morning then you say that no this job will prevent me from worshipping my God so I am prepared to take a lower paid salary so I can serve my God it is a sacrifice and the Christians of old used to take such decisions but the newer Christians say we will watch on Facebook after that's why Christianity has lost the power it used to have. Because the sacrificing has reduced. We give reasons why it is not necessary to sacrifice. And that's why we've lost the power that is needed. Number four. 
to sacrifice is to dispose of your goods regardless of the fact that you will make no profit you give it away not because you are going to get something back but because of the God you are worshipping and sacrificing it for that sacrifice you see and we must all inculcate in us this mind of God is greater than me what can I do for him God is greater than me what can I do for God what can I give up for God twice in my life I've emptied my bank account and given it to God given it to the church for the good of God one day there was a fundraising done when I joined the church I was a new Christian maybe I joined, it was Easter convention so maybe 4-5 months after I joined, 4 months after I joined and on the fundraising and I pledged to give how much did I have in, in those days, if it was today's money maybe a hundred dollars or something it, wasn't, it could have been much but it was everything to me but you know how it is, I wanted to delay the sacrifice for as long as possible it was a convention and I remember that about three weeks after I pledged to give the money, I hadn't given it yet. I mean, I knew I would give it, but I hadn't given it yet. So one um, Tuesday, I was coming to church. And we would get out of the Kolebu uh, Junction and walk to the cathedral. But when you were walking at the point, you see the cathedral car park to your right. Then there was a building they were building opposite it on your left where now the Bible school hostel and things is. So the fundraising, Bishop said that we will use the money to continue this build that, that might, they had just done the ground floor. So when I got to church or I was walking on the road and I saw that building, then I heard a voice. They are waiting for your money to continue their project. Of course, I dismissed it. So I look at this picture. That time we had 400 branches, meters. What are you talking about? I just displayed the thought as some fleeting, some bed flying over my head. So I didn't do it. I mean, I knew I would do it, but I just dismissed it. Thursday, I was coming for ministry meetings. Then I heard, when I got to that point where you could see both, then I heard a voice again. They are waiting for your money to continue their building. Of course, I ignored it again. I said, oh, because I thought about it the first time, it has come again. For two weeks, I ignored it, but every time I got to that spot, I'll hear that voice. They are waiting for your money to continue it. So when I said, you know, I don't like this thought that is always coming. Let me just give this money so that this thought goes away. So that if God is looking for an excuse for me to give, you just get a money and leave me in peace. <laughs> so I remember I paid the money on a Thursday, about three weeks of hearing that voice. I paid the money on Thursday. Sunday, as I was coming to church, I saw that they had begun to board the place. The, you know, when you are building, you put wood there, then they pour the concrete in. Sunday, as I was coming to church, I saw that put boards all over the top. Then I heard a voice. I told you they were waiting for your money. <laughs> I can never forget it. I can't forget it. This is in 1998. 1998. I can't forget it. It was so strike as soon as I paid. The next time I came to church, I heard a voice. When I got there, I saw the wood all up. Then I heard the voice. I told you they were waiting for your money. 
I couldn't believe it. But then I learned that day that God deals with us individually. And what he expects you to do is not about the church. When God gives you a new job, is it the church has given the job to all you? God deals with that individually. And the thing he tells you to do is as important to the whole church and the scheme of salvation in ways that you cannot even understand. Your job is just to obey what he's told you to do. And you'll be sure that what you use your obedience for. Sacrifice. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. You know all the big, big things I said. Give up your good for the benefit of something higher. God is higher. <laughs> to sacrifice means to accept injury. Jesus, when they slap you on the left, turn the right. Accept injury. You know, I was reading a book by a prophet. And he said God showed him that every time a righteous man accepts evil to happen to him, it weakens the power of Satan and more and more people are saved. Yes. And then he said Christ told him that when John the Baptist was killed, he released power for many people to be saved through the ministry of Jesus. Because John the Baptist had done no wrong. Very, very, very righteous man. But he accepted to be sacrificed. And that's why when God became man and accepted to be sacrificed, he released the ultimate power that up to today is so saving us of our sins. Yes. So this morning there, Christianity, where if I even say we are fasting this week, hey, I'm not part of it. My ulcer will come. When I fast, I'll get ulcer. My mother has ulcer. My father has ulcer. My auntie has ulcer. If I fast, I'll get ulcer. That is why nobody is being saved through you. There's no sacrifice. There's no power released. That's why even you are not sure if you are a Christian. First Corinthians 1 verse 18. Are you happy to go to church or you want me to change your message? Or you want to go home? He says, for the preaching of the cross, which is the preaching of sacrifice, is to them that perish foolishness. The preaching of sacrifice is to those who are dying foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God unto salvation. This morning, somebody was telling me that today when you say you are a virgin, people don't even believe you. Have you heard of something like that before? <laughs> because me, the friends I have, as far as I know, if they say they are virgins, I believe them. <laughs> but I hear these days, you didn't believe it. I hear when you say you are a virgin, people don't even believe that in today's world. They say, oh, <laughs> are you virgins? You just tell me something I can't believe. Because you see, the element of sacrifice is gone. But when you are sacrificial and you are a true Christian, you sacrifice your personal feeling. That I cannot do this. Joseph told uh, Potiphar's wife, she said, I cannot do this. Not that I will not do it, or I cannot. Like, the ability to do it is not even there. Yes. I cannot do this. He said, after all that my master has done for me, why should I? He didn't say, how can I sin against God? Today? How can I sin against my master? point there, when you don't even sacrifice a human being who has been good to you, it is a sin. Yes. For the preaching of sacrifice, it's for 
foolishness. One of the most foolish things in the world today is the pain of tithe. It's absolute nonsense. You should hear there's a particular politician who insults Christians who pay tithe. The day God catches him, I wonder what, what, what you tell God. He actually, look, but I don't understand that thing. Oh. You don't pay your tithe. Why are you insulting those who pay tithe? You see, the Bible says it is to them that perish fully. The sign of your perishing is your attitude to spiritual things. It's a sign of whether you are even going to heaven or not. If you were going to heaven and you were saved, you will not see spiritual things and sacrifice it as foolishness. You will see them as, as acts of worship. And such people, you see them giving one million times more to politics and to uselessness. You will see them. You see, we'll get there to First Corinthians 10 20 says that the things for the Gentile sacrifice, they sacrifice to idols and not to God. Everybody is sacrificing. There's nobody who is not sacrificing. Everybody is sacrificing. Everybody is sacrificing. Yes, the politicians are sacrificing. What you call evangelism, the politicians call campaign. It's the same thing. door-to-door evangelism. The politicians will go and talk door-to-door. You mount a crusade, stay, do mass evangelism campaign. The politicians will do it. Everybody is doing the same thing. But one is doing it to God, one is doing it to idols. Why idols? Because the end of all politics is money. (laughs) Yes, the end of... Look, everybody is serving one of two gods. Either God or money. And when you sacrifice, you see, can you imagine a political party that doesn't do campaign? It doesn't exist. You see, and when they do campaign, it releases power for people to believe in them. Because they say, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. All our lies. But as they say, people believe like there's power that is released. When they do campaign, they share money. People chop money. People steal money. Oh, it's part of winning an election. But when they come to church, Suddenly, we have reasons and excuses why it shouldn't be done. And Satan will get it. Satan is the one who fights the sacrifice. Just last week, we paid thousands of cities from this church you are in, this room, to register our church in Turkey. Yes. So that people can be saved. But you see, in Ghana, there are also companies that are registering subsidiaries in Turkey, but for the purposes of business. It's the same amount of money. It's the same thing. But one is to God, one is to money. But we are so fixated that we like money and not God. I hear uh, you going home where I should stop preaching. <laughs> you say people, when they come to evangelism, say, I don't know what to say. I don't Antivida, I see, I'm shy of it. Like, I'll give you real examples. I'm shy of Antivida. When it comes to shameful things, we are, we are not shy of doing shameful things. Antivida, I see, like, I'll give you what shameful things is, but she's like, my mother told I have to respect their presence. But you see, when it comes to stupidity, we are able to do it. The same thing, do it for God. I don't know what to say. You say, I'm shy of voice. What? <laughs> when 
you are going to do something, did you go for permission from your mother? But when it comes to go, oh, my mother said I shouldn't come, so that's why I didn't come. My father will be angry with me. My father said that, but when you want to do something, do you go to your father for permission? But as soon as it's for God, my mother, my father. But what you want to do, you don't have to swear your father. You put a bed sheet with pillows under the bed sheet, and then you wear get your wig as though you are asleep. So that when your father opens the door, you see something that looks like you in the bed. You are in a nightclub. But if it's for church, my father is very strict. If he sees that I'm not in the house, you do. But what you want to do, you know how to do it. The things which the gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to idols, not to God. I would not have that if you don't do that. And that's why there's no power. One day the Israelites went to battle and they were winning against the Moabites. The Israelites were about to break into the city and just take over the city. What brought deliverance and victory in an obvious, hopeless case? The Bible says in 2 Kings 3, it says, Then the king took his eldest son and sacrificed him on the wall. <laughs> he killed his eldest son when there was nothing else to do again. They had lost. Charlie is a serious thing. Oh. But you see, he knew the principle that sacrifices releases power. And truly, when the Israelites saw that he had sacrificed his eldest son, the Bible said there was great indignation, like it worried them. And they turned and went back home. They turned around and went and said, No, it's okay. We can't cross this line. This thing this man has done, it's okay. Let's them go home. The sacrifice brought deliverance. So stop going for all nine deliverance meetings. The problem is you, not the devil. The devil has nothing to do with your problem. Nothing to do with it at all. It's you. <laughs> I hear one day the devil went to complain to God that now people, now people are accusing him of things he has not done. The devil, you may be surprised that he's angry with you. Not only God is angry with you, now the devil too is angry with you. That you are saying he has done things he has not done. I hear what you've gone on. Three types of power that is released when you sacrifice. Three types of power. Me, I've never come for deliverance meeting before. I don't know what they do there. One day when uh, somebody was going to get married and his mother said he should go for deliverance. So he asked his mother that deliverance from what? Like what should I go and be delivered from? Then his mother said, oh, deliverance. Delivered from what in particular? Because to be delivered means you have something. Suppose, you don't even know why you've gone for deliverance. You have just heard that there's a powerful man of God doing deliverance, so you've gone. But that's you've rather go to collect something. Number one, three types of power. One, the power to make people follow you. Bishop writes in his book on this point. There is an aura that means that there's a presence. There's something. An invisible presence around people who make great sacrifices. He is respected and held in high esteem by people around him. 
People see this person doing things that they fear to do. <laughs> One day I was sent by a bishop to take an articulator from Ghana to Cameroon and then if I get there to Chad. So a certain brother heard about him, about it. Then he saw me at the then he ran, he didn't walk. He ran to say, Toss, I hear you are going to Cameroon tomorrow. No, 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 no. If it was me, I would say I won't go. Yes. He was afraid of the sacrifice. Hey, but that journey I suffered though. <sighs> when I came back, I people saw that said, Oh, this track looks like it has gone to war. The headlights, we are tied the headlights with a rope. This one we have oh there was bandage on the car. <laughs> Pastor, the girls who have come, they like money. That is why I got in the relationship. The girls like money, so I want to work hard. So that I can be rich. The one I propose don't say yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God created girls to like money. It's God who created them that way. One day I heard a wise man say, When you don't have money, that's why you say that Kelewele gives John this. About to get married soon. <laughs> you are not about to get married soon. Jesus will come and go. The third coming of Christ, you will still not be married. I know a brother. Hey, he doesn't have anything. Not that he doesn't have anything, he has little. But when we see the girls who fall in love with him, eh, sometimes I can look at this guy and I tell myself that no, it's, it's not about money, it's about you. High-end girls, oh. not that he loves them, or oh, they love him. <laughs> Correct, brother, born again, tongue speaking, oh, pastor, oh, pastoral material, minister of the gospel. You should see the girls who love him. One day, I saw a chartered accountant madly in love with him. I said, "Hey, in God, we say change be." Then when that relationship didn't work, I saw a lawyer who came to love him too. That's when I saw that, no, 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 it's about money. It's about you. There's no presence around you. God is not backing you. There's no aura. The Bible says the heart of a king is in the hand of them. If the heart of king, God is controlling it, what about the heart of a girl? Heart of king, God is controlling the girl. The problem is you. 
The just cannot trust that in the day of a crisis, you can go on your knees and call upon God and God will respond. Yes, they cannot say it. You are dry. Because when you mature a bit, you, you, you learn that real problems, money doesn't solve them. Oh, yes. Money can only take you to a point. It's true. When you can go on your knees and heaven will respond to your petition, oh, people will follow you. They will not even know why they are following you. But there's no sacrifice. There's no presence. The girl can see that if I follow him, if I'm not careful, you even cheat on me soon. <laughs> Number two, second power that is released. The power to make, the power to convince people. Oh, the Americans have the nice way of saying that talk is cheap. <laughs> and that words are a dime a dozen. <laughs> A dime, a dozen. Hey, you see, see some boys, they can give rap so. Huh. I love you. You saw the raps my wife was giving me on my birthday. At the point, I just was sitting down. Look, I tell you, I was, my heart, I don't know if it went to the right side though. I was just sitting there. At the point, I saw that I was just smiling at the television. Hey! See, I love you. Yesterday, today, and forever. I'll just sit that, yeah? <laughs> what is what is she saying? And I love you yesterday, today, ever. And I just <laughs> hey! instead of sitting down, being a wise man for your beloved to give you these raps. You are now coming to watch somebody's wife giving him raps to go and tell a girl who doesn't believe in you in the hopes that you can change her mind. Every day the pastors are praying for you. God move on his behalf. Why don't you move on your own behalf? When you are sacrificial, your spirituality lifts. Look at Joseph. You think about it. A house boy who was a slave. The madame is chasing him. Your singleness is your fault. The wife of the king is chasing the house boy. You say you there, you cannot chase a fellow girl. She's not minding you. It is your fault. Stop blaming the girls. The girls, are going to, the girls they are going to get worse, not better. I'm telling you. It's going to get worse, not better. Look, when God created man, he gave him a job to do. Work in the garden, till the earth, work hard, name the animals. Man was working hard. Then when he finished working, God saw that man was alone. Then God said, no, I'll solve the problem. Let me make a help meet for him so that when he goes to work and comes, the woman will take care of him. Now, Obani will fear. <laughs> As we say in Kumasi, where I come from, so God created woman. So you see, by the time woman came into the world, 
Man was already working hard, had provided everything. He had the house, he had everything in the house. Everything was okay. The woman came. God created woman to come into a position of comfort and luxury and provision and care. I'm telling you, read your Bible and stop blaming God for your laziness. So when people say women like but I say, oh yes, that's how God created them. God didn't create women to work. God created men to work for women to enjoy. Read your Bible. Or is the Quran you read? Which the Bible do you read? You don't want to work hard. You say, Kelewele gives John this. That's why I don't buy Kelewele. It's Bishop Iceberg who told me that. When you don't have body, you say, Kelewele gives John this. That's why it's not good to eat Kelewele. Yes. Read your Bible. One, one, and I studied the Bible. Do you know what I saw? I saw that the biblical formula for marriage is a rich man marries a beautiful girl. That's the biblical from Adam, rich man. Look at Job. Look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Bible says, and Abraham was rich in silver, in gold, in cattle. Sarah fair to look upon. Isaac, rich. So much that the Philistines envied him. The king of the Philistines envied him. Rebecca, fair to look upon. Jacob, oh, he did. The two wives were fighting seriously over him. Rich man. Established even a kingdom that exists all today. Beautiful. Do you know the meaning of the name Rachel? It means beautiful of form and structure. You women who don't go to the gym. <laughs> hey, Steve, take my pictures and stop going on the floor. <laughs> it's true. That's the formula. David, the same. Solomon, the same. Everybody, Jeremiah, Haggai, rich man, married a beautiful girl. So, try to work hard and be rich. You get a beautiful girl to marry. Stop saying the girl's life. I say God created them to like money. Number three. Third power that is released. The power to make people committed to you. Hey. Instead of going to kneel down and beg a girl to marry you. Her challenge will be how to show commitment to you for you to choose her. I said, I know a brother, he has very little. Only high-end girls fall in love with him. With him. If you do economics, don't try. As for sociology, you'll be cooking at home. I'm telling you. Only high-end girls, they love him. He has nothing. But he has God. I said, he has God. God told the Levites. You will not have any portion... When they are dividing their land, they won't give you some. That he told them, because the Lord is your portion. Yes. When you have God, and do you know the secret? By the time Moses finished sharing the land, when they finished, then God told them, the Levites have no portion. So this is what you do. In every tribe, they should allocate some portion to the Levites. So by the end of the day, the Levites ended up having more. <laughs> you see, what you think you are losing, at the end, you get than those who think they were getting something. That's why those who pay their tithe are richer than those who don't pay tithe. I'm the pastor of the church, I know. 
enemies of sacrifice number one the antichrist the bible says in the book of daniel that when the antichrist comes daniel 8 12 a, a host was given to him against the daily sacrifice haven't you seen that when you have to travel you don't even need to set an alarm clock you will wake up <laughs> you wake up early when you have to travel but when it is to pray snooze five minutes another five minutes another five minutes until the phone says look stop wasting my time <laughs> but when you wake up then you see missed call at 5 a.m missed alarm at 5 a.m but if it was something for yourself you don't even need an alarm the bible says it is the antichrist who opposes the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression hallelujah daniel eleven thirty one, and arms shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength that be that the place where you become strong your quiet time shall be polluted by the spirit that is against christ and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate in its place because whenever the sacrifice is taken away something else comes to replace it that's what the thing that the general are sacrificing because they are sacrificing they sacrifice it to idols look one one day i sat down and i thought of the cost of mobile phones i said no the only thing you do when you buy a mobile phone is to make samsung richer apple the first suit the first trillion dollar company they just make them richer but you don't need it your iphone 6 it receives the call when it comes it sends the whatsapp message it goes you don't need iphone 13 except to make apple richer because the sacrifice is opposed and something else is put in its place so because you bought an iphone 13 when they come to church and they say give 100 ganas you are angry with the pastor you are angry with the pastor because the money is not in your accounts because you have used it to buy a phone that you don't need the sacrifice has been replaced that's why and then when the girl see using iphone 13 they say charlie the guy again on you one day recently i saw a girl in the newspaper i hear she's called a slave queen there's there's some people they call slave queen do you know slave queen i hear it's some kind of people <laughs> she said that when i meet a rich man please listen to this they could say when i meet a rich man my aim is that by the time i'm finished with him he will be poor hmm? when i meet a rich man my aim vision objective <laughs> by the time i'm done with him you'll be poor because everybody your money goes somewhere when i'm going to start building i was talking to bishop that i'm going to start building i was thinking of building a house they said build it build it then he told me so said, in this world if you build you'll be broke if you don't build you'll be broke so it's better to build and be broke <laughs> yeah that if you build you'll be broke if you don't build you'll be broke because if the money is sitting down you use it for something 
opposer to that you are going sacrifice is none other than Judas Iscariot <laughs> John 12 3 then took Mary a pound of ointment or spike that very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment then said one of his disciples Judas who is Carrot Simon's son we should betray him why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor none other than the orangu is the one who opposed the sacrifice may you never be an opposer of sacrifice 21st November this 21st November in about a month's time we are celebrating as the Macario's denomination honor your prophet Sunday yes 23rd December now every denomination we are observing it differently yes we should it's only the orangus who say that no 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 why should we give ah bishop that honor why how of you are being blessed by the message I'm preaching this morning but it is his book I'm preaching for it's his book I'm preaching for so in a sense he deserves the honor I'm like a house help who has come to give you food that the madam has cooked or the madam gave me money to go and buy the ingredients without the madam there would have been no food in there. even the electricity to cook the food would not have been there or the bill would not have been paid and would have been dark and then instead of putting salt in the stew I would have put sugar one day it happened to me I was bad, you know, in those days I was madly in love. Say madly in love. For love to be love, there has to be madness. Otherwise, you can't love well. When there's no madness, the love is diluted. I was what? Madly in love. So I closed from work. I said, ah, I'll bath and go and visit my beloved. Those of you who don't bath and you go and visit your beloved, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> So I said, I'll bath. Then I'll go and visit my beloved. Hmm. So I bathed. As I was bathing, the lights went off. I said, I don't mind. I don't mind. Hey, go and change my plans. I'll go. When I finished bathing, I shaved. Those of you who don't shave, your armpit is like Bob, Bob Marley, Bob Marley's dreadlocks. So that night, I shaved. Beautiful. But the problem was when I went into my wardrobe, the lights were off. Instead of putting, have you seen that that you are in a heart going to your blood? So you don't have time to even put on a candle or touch light or that, that your heart is beating. <laughs> so I reached into the darkness and felt the top of uh, spray deodorant. I felt the top, so I took it. Then I smelled something. I said, Jesus, it was deep heat I had used. This is a true story. Deep heat. Deep heat. I had used deep heat instead of the spray deodorant. Charlie, in freshly shaved armpit. Freshly. Hey. This, uh, look, I'm talking about something that happened to me. 
the sacrifice had been substituted. Charlotte, by the time I was saying, you see, deep it has a smell. By the time I was smelling the deep it out on the second armpit already. Charlie, there's some sweat. It's like ice with heat. I was in my car. I put the air conditioning to coldest. The, the sweat was just pouring down. The sacrifice had been substituted. Hey, that day I suffered. Because of that day, I don't like deep heat. When I smell it, I remember that day. <laughs> Shed opposer to the sacrifice is none other than Satan. Matthew 16, 21. From that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things. Say, suffer many things. Those of you who don't like to suffer. Suffering is part. You know, Whenever the, your Christianity is too easy, ask yourself whether it's Christianity you are doing. Because the Bible says, examine yourself and see whether you be in the faith. Christianity involves suffering. It's an intrinsic part. So when you are not seeing the suffering, ask the, if let's say you know the road to Cape Coast, well, and then you are driving, you are driving. You are driving, you are driving. You don't see traffic. See, I'm in Kaswapa. Say, ah, well, maybe today the president is coming to pass, so they've cleared the traffic. So you continue going. If after three hours you are still not seeing blue, blue rubber bags by the road, see, am I sure? After five hours, you say you are going to Cape Coast. You have still not gotten there. You, you still not seen a castle, brother. Go to Google and type in where am I. <laughs> it will tell you where you are. You are likely to be somewhere toward Benin. Benin. <laughs> he said that he must suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. When Jesus said this, then Peter took him and began to rebuke him and the message he had just preached. What do you mean by telling us to suffer? The church I was in before I came here, they used to tell us that God came to suffer that we may not have to suffer. And we used to sing so, so one day. He backed up. No, no, no. Jesus, Peter began to rebuke Jesus for the message of sacrifice he had preached. But Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Devil behind me, Satan. When Jesus heard the message that was opposed to sacrifice, immediately he identified Satan speaking and he dealt with it. Is it true or not true that all our problems have come by doing things that have nothing to do with suffering? Is it not true that we run into problems fastest when we choose not to suffer? When we hear the voice that tell us, take thine ease, eat, drink. Don't mind the pastor. 
He said, don't fornicate. Has he ever fornicated before? Does he know what is how nice it is? That's why he says don't fornicate. He's jealous of me. Has he brought you problems or has he brought you success? How is your life today back to the life of ease? <laughs> Where has he led you to? Looking back, don't you regret your actions? Looking back, let, let the fruit speak. Let the fruit speak for the stop. Stop blaming me. <laughs> stop blaming me. Analyze your own life. Why are you blaming me because I'm holding the microphone? What has the microphone done? <laughs> Analyze yourself. Would you not do things differently if you had a chance? Uh-huh. But you know, in Nigeria, where I come from, we have a saying that whenever you wake up, it's your morning. That means that as soon as you wake up from today, you can make the change now. Stop saying, if I'm waking up at 4 a.m., pray now. Don't say, oh, if I woke up at 4 hours, I pray. Pray now. Whenever you wake up, that is your morning. Look, from today, when we finish, I suggest that say, from today, I'm a virgin. I say I'm a virgin. Don't come and disturb me. This is my morning. I'm born today. Jada, if you have a child, don't go and be telling people I'm a virgin. You find another way to say it. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. If you can, if you have ten children, say, I'm a virgin. If a man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. I am made new. Then where you go, you hold the hey! From today, you are new. You know, I had a testimony. Was a prostitute who gave her life to Christ and she went to church and heard a message like this. So she made these fake declarations. The day she got married, she saw blood. Her hymen broke. Yes. Hmm. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Don't substitute your sacrifice. Make the sacrifice that is needed. God will respect it. Amen. Finally, the blessings that come when you sacrifice. Number one, fruitfulness. You become spiritually fruitful. Ah, I feel the presence of God. Eh? I feel God backing the preaching this morning in a special way. Amen. Yes. Fruitfulness. John chapter 12, verse 24. He said, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if the corn of wheat will make the sacrifice and die, it will bring forth much fruit. Much fruit is born when you sacrifice. Yes. Fruitfulness comes by sacrifice. Sacrificing what? Sacrifice your time. You can never serve God without sacrificing. Your time, availability. And you know, now in the church, that thing where you are a pastor, you misbehave, you won't grow the church. You want to, when they are expecting you to be in church, you have taken your wife on a cruise. A missionary, we are expecting to be preached on Sunday morning. You are on a cruise. Queen Elizabeth II in the Caribbean. Meanwhile, we are expecting you in Madagascar. You are uh, on the seventh floor, room 722. <laughs> your room is, your church is not growing. You say it because we are not supported on the mission. 
You are on the cruise where you should be fasting. We don't do that again. Then in the end, then you come and insult us. Now the new rule is when you are a pastor, justify your pastoralship. When you are a pastor without doing well, we honor and then we remove you. Some people who are false, but in Revelation, it says that I know your word that you have tried those who say they are apostles and have found them to be liars. Many of these orangus were liars. Of course, when you cast forth your pearl before swine, they will turn back, destroy the pearl, and then attack you. There's nothing you under the sun. So now, when you say you are a pastor, prove that you should continue to be a pastor. After all, you didn't come to Christ to be a pastor. Uh-huh. So if we have made a mistake in making you a pastor, we unmake you. Simple. It's true. We are tired of people we cast pearls before and then they come and attack us. Sacrifice your time. Sacrifice your money. You sacrifice money to serve God. Unless it's not God we are serving. He said, yet through prosperity. Your prosperity. Whose prosperity? When God gave the Egyptian, some people knew a form of saying, Israelites, the gold of the Egyptians, they go and borrow from your neighbor the gold. Then he killed them. Don't go and pray that those you owe will die. That's, that, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that when God told the Israelites, go and borrow gold from the Egyptians, later on in the world, they said, bring your gold. That's what they used to build the tabernacle, the um, calf. What God gave them, he required it back for the build of the tabernacle. So God is not giving it to you just to consume it on your last, but so that you use it to serve him. Let us serve God with our money. You know, now you saw the bus we took to whatever it is. You know, the church that it was some people who sacrificed their money for the church. It's the church that went. So when they paid it, the church would have paid. But no, they paid for it on behalf of the church. They sacrificed their money. They didn't have to. It's their personal money. They sacrificed it. That's how it was made possible. And more things that they made possible. You see these air conditions, the church that bought them. This is Judy. One is 7,000 cities. But some individuals, I'll pay for one, I'll pay for one, I'll pay for one, I'll pay for one, I'll pay for one. There's some people, three people, okay, which will pay for one. The one person sent a message from Malta, me too, I'll pay for one. The one person, I threatened the person that if you don't pay, your children will sit outside when they come. <laughs> they said, okay, I'll pay for one. <laughs> it's true. I told him, if you don't pay, eh, when your children come, we'll let them sit outside, we'll put a, we'll, we'll put a speaker outside. So they'll listen to the message from, and they won't sit in the air condition. It's okay. Oh, well. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. But I'm saying that people sacrifice, sacrifice their money, what belongs to them. That's what you are enjoying. Key to fruitfulness. I see you being fruitful. In the name of Jesus, with what your money. Number two, second blessing that comes, sacrifice brings the anointing. <laughs> sacrifice makes you anointed. You can never forget about anointing. Forget about God if you don't. I mean, if you don't sacrifice, what is your proof that you are a Christian? Like God is invisible. Sacrifice goes to an invisible God. 
So if you're not sacrificing, what is your proof that you believe in an invisible God? The Bible says of Moses that when he came to years, when he matured, he chose rather to suffer affliction, to sacrifice his comfort in Pharaoh's palace instead of enjoying the pleasures of sin for that are for a moment. Then the Bible says that for he counted it greater riches. He counted Christ, the rewards of Christ, greater riches than the pleasures of Egypt. The Bible says, because of this, God counted the righteous. But you see, the point I'm trying to make, to make is that the Bible explained how Moses was, was able to do this. The Bible says that because he saw, num- number one, he that is invisible. He saw the invisible. And the Bible says that because he looked for a city without earthly foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Then the Bible says that, therefore, God is not ashamed to call him his God. Is God ashamed of you? Some of you beloveds who don't know how to show public display of affection. You are shy of your beloved. You cannot even put your beloved's picture on your display picture. What's up display? Is it display picture? You have put a tree. <laughs> you have put a tree. As a display picture. You have put Lionel Messi's jets in their back. As a display picture. Meanwhile, you have a beloved though. You have hidden your beloved. You have used some plantain and cassava and egg and avocado pear as a display picture. Your beloved is there. You put Kelly as your display picture. You put your dog at home as your display picture. You put a saying, Fear woman and live long as your display picture. You are wondering why your beloved today shall broken up with you. Tomorrow she's back again. Today she's broken up with you. You cannot take your beloved out for dinner. Only drinking beer with your boys, boys, as you are watching Manchester United versus Chelsea. You can't take your friends out. I mean, you can't take your beloved out. Shame on you. You are ashamed of your beloved. You should. One day I was in India. When my wife made a mistake and came there, hey! You should have seen me. I forgot about the mission for the 10 days she was there. <laughs> I forgot about the mission. I forgot about the missionary. It was so like, when she came, I said, hey, Charlie, I mean, there are benefits and disadvantages of having your wife on the mission. Oh, I mean, I don't remember praying the day she was there. Hey, I took her to meet the Ghana ambassador. We took a plane. So, this is my wife. She came to visit me on the mission. Oh, they said, oh, wow, madam, you are welcome. I bought her clothes just for taking her out. I took her to the mall in India. Oh, I said, anything, buy, I'll pay. Took care. Oh, she too, she should have exercised some moderation. <laughs> and I had to show my powers. So I kept quiet. And the boy said, I'll be waiting for you outside because when I'm with her, so, so can I take this and I have to say yes? Can I take it? So the boy said, no. If I continue this thing, it will help me. So I told her, I'll be waiting for you. So that now she has to exercise her own judgment. Oh, no, you let me leave this. You let me I left her at the point. You 
you people who don't know how to shop for your beloveds and wives shame on you but that's not what we are talking about now sacrifice brings you to the anointing every day you are threatening your beloved you have put your DP gold gold digger shall lose as your DP gold digger shall lose like now you are sending your beloved some coded messages that she shouldn't attempt to be a gold digger lest she loses what type of are you Fidel Castro Ephesians 2.13 I don't know if you know how I got into this but I feel I'm talking to somebody yes the, the, the uh, brothers are not saying some of their yes. <laughs> Ephesians 2.13 Sacrifice makes you anointed. But now in Christ Jesus you who were sometimes far off are made near or are brought near to God by the blood sacrifice of Jesus. The blood of Jesus which represents his sacrifice is what brings us near to God. And the Holy Spirit, who is the anointing, is God. That's why we fast. That's why we pray. And you know, from the 5 plus 7, 12, from the 12th of November, for four Fridays, we will be having all nine prayer meetings here. Yes. For four super Fridays. Super Fridays. 12th November, 19th November, 26th November, 3rd December, we'll be having all nine prayer meetings here, 10 to 4. And on 3rd December, National Farmers Day, it's a holiday before you start excluding yourself that I'll go to work. 3rd December, we'll be praying from 10 in the morning to 5 in the evening, calling upon God. What is the prayer topic? I'm telling you the prayer topic in advance. We are only praying for church growth. Not uh, financial prosperity, deliverance from sickness. No, no, no. Church growth. You know what? Before we started this church, we came to pray here. For weeks. All night. If I even one Saturday, we prayed all, all day. All day on the car park from the morning to the evening to the other and see and our aim was that people should see us praying as they drive around in traffic. In the name of Jesus, pray for you to be here today. But you know, somebody asked a year about a month ago, we we're discussing something, and somebody said that they every single prayer that we prayed in those weeks has come to pass every even there some very small detail that maybe we'll pray for four minutes or just five minutes they have all come to pass because i'll say that why has attendance never crossed 100 i don't understand then i saw that we didn't pray about it we prayed for church to go, but we didn't pray about numbers. That God give us hundred. We didn't pray about it. We prayed about many things, but not that. Then I said, no, 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 God, we are coming back. We are coming back. We are coming back. Yes, that's why. It's true. The Bible says, you receive not because you ask not. So I didn't blame God. The guy said, no, 
He should didn't pray this particular thing. I said, no. Let's come back and correct that <laughs> mistake that we did. You watch. And I said, the prayer topic is before 30th December, we want to see physical attendance of more than 100. That's all we are come to ask God for. It's true. And that you see it. Ah. Did I not stand here about three months ago and say that God has told me that between now and the end of the year, we'll dedicate six cars. I've dedicated the six cars already. And I'm expecting two or three more before the year ends. Yes. Every, we need to pray that everything we declare shall come to pass. You won't believe it. We need to pray like that. Every night, every night we'll be here. Seven to nine. We'll be praying. Then Friday, all night, we'll come back all day. We are praying. Finally, sacrifice eliminates Pharaoh. Pharaoh represents the devil in your life. The Israelites struggle. What are you doing? Exodus chapter 14, verse 2. As we close, speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pihahiroth between Megdor and the sea, over against Baal Zevon. Before it shall before it shall ye encamp by the sea, because look at this, because Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The boy has trapped them in their relationship. They can't come out. The financial situation they are in, they cannot come out of it. The poverty that has grabbed them, they can't come out of it. This problem, no, they are doomed. Pharaoh will say, oh, don't mind them. One day, a bishop had a camp in London. And as he was finishing the camp, he had a vision. And in the vision, he saw the pastors who had come for the camp, their cars were parked outside. And he saw demons sitting on the cars, relaxed, and chatting among themselves. And they were saying that, oh, allow him to preach. Let him preach. Don't worry. Don't worry. Allow him to preach. When they come back and sit in their cars, we will only remind them of their current situations. And they'll forget their preaching that he has preached. He said, he said, I go as a missionary. Hey, your children's school fees who pay? Forget about the missionary idea and continue working at HSBC. Pharaoh will tell the children of Israel, they are entangled in their land. The wilderness has shut them in and I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And Pharaoh shall follow after them. So if Pharaoh has been following you for years, you try new year resolution, faith confession, uh, uh, motivational speak, uh, speech principles, seven steps to overcoming any problem. Number one, have a positive mindset. Positive mindset. <laughs> he said, Pharaoh shall follow them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. And the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. 
That's where that scripture comes that and the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. But how did the Israelites escape Pharaoh? Through passing through the Red Sea. The Red Sea represents sacrifice. The Red Sea represents losing, suffering, sacrificing. Look, Charlie, water is a dangerous thing. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw some children swimming. So I said, oh, the adults too, should not say no. Then later on, I saw that all the children were swimming from left to right, which was long. The adults were swimming from front to back, which was short. <laughs> We are not here to die. We, 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 I mean, we came here just to play. We didn't come here to lose our lives. They just went short one. You see, water is a dangerous thing. So I tell you, eh, to pass through water that you are in the middle of a sea, to the left is water, to the right is water. It, it is the same as you are dead. Yes. And I tell you, when you are dealing with the devil, you are dealing with that extremely wicked person that the only reason to, or the only way to overcome it is by doing something that is also extreme. Otherwise, you can't overcome him. Daniel and his friends, they told them, if you don't bow down, we'll kill you. They told the king that, ah, we won't even go and have a meeting to discuss it. We are even ready to die. Then it will increase it even more. We will soon not bow down. Today we know about them. We don't, all those who bow down to that idol, we don't even know their names. You will become a shining star as soon as you start to sacrifice. And when sacrifice becomes a part of your life, heaven takes note of you. Heaven takes note of you. Heaven backs you. You don't back down. Heaven too won't back down. I remember one day my second son we woke up one Saturday morning. He was swollen. Swollen. And he, and he didn't even know he was swollen. To cut a long story short, I left Kolebu around 1 a.m. When I got home, I was alone at home. In the night, the lights were off. I woke up around 3 a.m. Then I began to shout in the room. I said, God, is this my reward for saving you? All the years when I've been a crusade director, saving hundreds of thousands of souls, is this how you pay me back? By my son being on admission. Oh, the ambulance took away. When the door of the ambulance opened and I saw my son, then he woke up and said, Daddy, oh, I won't wish it on my enemy. Oh, yes, I won't wish it on my enemy. I won't. <laughs> the sight of your little three, four-year-old son in an ambulance with tubes on him waking up from anesthesia and you're the first with this daddy, it breaks your heart so I began to recount my sacrifices to God I said no based on my sacrifices I don't deserve this that was the last time he went to hospital for that I won't wish it on my enemy. You free yourself from entanglement through a sacrifice. You pay the price and then you are free. Yes. You choose a path and then you are free from this other path. It frees you. It gives you a new life. 
Satan, Satan, he doesn't sacrifice for anything. Oh, Satan, ah, who's who he sacrificed for? That Satan should give up something for it. See, it is that you, he, when he told Christ, Bow down, I'll give you the wealth. Christ looked at him and said, Ah, you take it to be a fool. Like you, Satan, you give me something that is yours. One day I watched the movie, The Blow Man and the Killer. Do you know Blow Man and Killer? The Blow, the blow Man and the Killer, they both kidnapped each other's sons. Then the killer told the blow man, release my son and then I'll release yours. <laughs> For some reason, the blow man, they are often good. So he believed the killer and he released the killer's son. Then the blow man killed the killer's son. Then the blow man said, ah, but you promised me that you will. The killer just looked at him and said, I, I lied. <laughs> Satan, you cannot make a covenant with Satan. Only by a sacrifice do you prove your worth. And then you have. Let's stand to our feet. Pray for yourself for a sacrificial heart for God. Let nothing be too precious to you that you cannot give up for God. It's personal because you know, Christ didn't come to die for us, He came to die for you. He also came to die for me. Pray that nothing will be too precious. That you cannot give up for God. Sacrifice is to give up your personal possessions for the good of something higher. And the first sacrifice is the sacrifice of yourself. He said, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Follow me. Pray for yourself that God will make you sacrificial. That you'll be a good Christian. A good Christian is a sacrificial Christian. Jesus asked Peter. Jesus asked the disciples. Won't you also go away from me. And go and continue your own lives. Peter answered and said. Where can we go? For who else has the words of life? We will be with you. You sacrifice your life for God. That is what makes you a worthy Christian. Pray that you be a worthy Christian. Pray that you be a worthy Christian. Pray that you be a worthy Christian through the sacrifices you make. The Bible says that, and he called James and John the sons of Zebedee and said, Follow me. And the Bible says that, and they left their father, they left their business, they left their money, they left their nets, and they followed him. Kashu Kafali Musamakaya. May nothing be too precious. May nothing be too precious. May nothing be too precious. Pray for yourself oh, that nothing will be too precious. Keyboard is pray for yourself that nothing will be too precious. Jesus said, Whoever hates his father, his mother, or whoever does not hate his father, the word hate means prefer. Not like hate, dislike means prefer. Whoever does not hate his mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wife, sons, yeah, and his own self cannot be my disciple. Your education cannot be more important than God. It will not be. Your job will not be more important than God. Your money will not be more important than God. What can a man receive that he did not receive from above? Your child cannot be more important than God. 
Anything that you have, your building project, your car, your wife, your husband, your child, anything, your education, your 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 whatever it is, cannot be more important than God. Seek ye first. That's what the missionaries of old. They even chose not to have children. They then adopt children on the mission field. The Bible says they overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, loving not their own lives, even unto death. Let not even your own life be too precious to you. John G. Lake, one of the generals of God, said it was said of him that he ate little, he slept little, and he devoured books. Nothing was more precious to him than God. Some felt sick because they would not sleep that they may minister to the people of God. It was said of A.A. Allen that he would minister until he could not stand and he needed to be propped up. It was said of Catherine Coleman that she had a debilitating heart crisis and she would minister till she could not speak. And then they'll take her to go and lie down in their backstage. Then she'll rest a bit. Then she'll come back and continue ministry. She loved not her life. Even unto death. And that's why we are here today. What about you? We are here today now. We are here. What will you also give up? The others will be saved. What will you also give up? The others be saved. What will you also give up? What are you prepared to give out that I can't be saved? Lord, find us worthy. Pray that the Lord finds you worthy. Pray that the Lord finds you worthy. Pray that the Lord finds you worthy. That He will judge you as a good and faithful servant. To deliver to help you and to strengthen you and to deliver you from being consumed by yourself, that you shouldn't be too important, that he should be more important than you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give up our lives and everything connected to it for you. You are all that matters. I'll put you in front In front of my melody You are all that matters You are all that matters I'll make room for two you and I, Jesus, you are all. Lift up your hands in worship as we end. Lift up your hands in worship. Worship. If you love him, worship.
every head bowed and with every eye closed you've come to a holy moment it's now between you and him if you are here you want to say pray with me pastor this morning I want to be born again I want to surrender my life to Jesus I want to pray with you before we close just lift up your hands wherever you are maybe somebody invited you to church we want us to pray together before we close lift up your hand stand wherever you are lift up your hand and I'll pray with you before we close lift up your right hand high so I can see it or maybe you are a Christian but you like to rededicate your life to God you can sense that you've gone away from God lift up your hand we'll pray once and then you'll go home is there anyone here like that want to rededicate your life to God want to be born again is there anyone here like that no one let's all pray together say Lord Jesus this morning I come to you just as I am please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood today I rededicate my life to you please write my name in your book of life say heavenly father I receive the Holy Spirit to strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life in Jesus name I pray Amen